0: So, a couple of things to kick straight off with. Firstly, I'm not doing this in my office, so I apologise if the sound quality is a little bit differently. And secondly, I'm sure you can hear from my voice that I have got a bit of a cough and a cold. And obviously, when you do the stuff that I do, i.e. pretty much everything I do is speaking, that is a bit of a problem. And it particularly is a problem because tomorrow I am, well, I'm currently sat in Harrogate, which is why I'm in a hotel room in the UK. And I'm at a conference tomorrow with Professor Philip Kotler, who basically, if you did a degree in marketing, you'll know who exactly who he is, because that's the book we learn from. That's the the kind of, oh, I don't know how to describe it, but basically he's like, the main person that you learn marketing from. So to be on the same stage as him is phenomenal. And obviously it's a little bit frustrating that I've been run down with a cough and a cold and it hasn't quite gone. So this is probably going to be the shortest intro that you've ever had. Now this week's episode, thank God is an interviewer, otherwise I'd be in trouble. So this week I'm interviewing Matt Barnett, who is the founder of Bonjoro, now, this interview was fab for two, three good reasons, actually. There's many more, but three main ones. Firstly, I love Bonjoro and I use it in my business. And obviously, we're going to explain to you what Bonjoro is. And personally, I think I could find a way for it to work for pretty much every business out there and a way for you to stand out from your competitors and help not only convert more customers, but then love the customers you've got. So I'm going to be talking about how I use it. He talks about how other people use it. And I am going to put a link in the show notes, which, as you'll know, is TeresaHeathWaring.com forward slash 92, as in the nine and two. And I'm going to put my affiliate link. It is an affiliate link in there. So by all means, if you don't want to click on that, no worries. Just Google Bonjour, you'll find them. But it's a great, great platform. I do love it. And you know full well that I don't often have affiliate stuff. I don't promote loads of different systems. I only promote stuff that I absolutely love working with. So that was the first reason that he was great. The second reason he was great is because he loves talking about how to love your customers and how you can go that extra mile for them and some of the cool stuff you can do to really build that relationship with them. Which, if you follow me, you'll know that that is a fairly big part of what I like to talk about, because that's the thing that people forget. They're so desperate to suddenly bring on a customer that once they've got them, they don't really love them. So as you know, and I'll talk about it in this interview, anybody who's in the academy gets the world from me because I think they're wonderful. And then the third reason was because on our brief discussion before we then started the interview, I found out that even though he's in New Zealand, currently lives there, He actually went to school, seriously, about 10 minutes from where I grew up and lived my entire life. So how funny is that? But he's such a nice guy. I think you're going to really enjoy this interview. Lots of good tips and things for loving those customers. And yeah, I'm just going to leave you to it because I've got to rest my voice. So I hope you enjoy it. Here it is. Okay. I am really excited to introduce the very lovely Matt Barnett to the podcast. Matt, how are you doing?
1: Great. Thanks, Teresa. Wonderful to be here.
0: Oh, I'm really excited to have you here. In fact, we've just been chatting before we went live, talking about the fact that even though Matt is now in, are you in Sydney or we've moved out of Sydney, did you say?
1: Sydney, Sydney, but kind of on the outskirts. Okay. Yeah. So
0: even though it's like early morning for him, evening for me, he actually went to school in the town that I grew up in, which is crazy, crazy small world. So we've just been having a really good chat about that. Kind of got a bit distracted about the podcast. So anyway, <laughs> let's crack on and do the podcast. So Matt, in case my audience don't know who you are, and they might not know who you are because it's—I uh, think the product is the name that they will know. Do you want to explain to my audience who you are and how you got to do what you're doing right now?
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, man. My name's Matt. Uh, I moved to uh, Australia from the UK, maybe kind of 10 years ago, chasing surf as, as you do when you're kind of in your 20s. Uh, fell into tech, started building tech products. Uh, so we run a company called Bonjour, which you may have not heard of. Uh, I'm actually an artist and a product designer by trade. So how on earth I ended up building a tech company, I, 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 I'm not sure. I can't remember why, but here we are. <laughs> Crazy. But yeah, we, I mean, the, the, the whole reason it started is because we, we used to run an agency and, you know, moving to Australia, we still had clients in the UK and the US. And we used to get these, these clients coming in. And we're, we're, we're quite a funny team, if you ever met us. We've got a lot, of, uh, a lot of kind of charisma and kind of, we're, we're a little bit uh, brattish, I would say. So as these leads were coming in, we used to send them videos. We used to send them comedy videos. So we get these Brilliant. leads come from, from like the known Ogilvy and these giant agencies. And I'd be on a, like, we used to take a ferry to work. So I'd be on the ferry. Go past the opera house, having a chat on a video, like winding my hair, probably couldn't understand me, generally having a having a bit of good good time with the coffee, and we send these videos to these like like pretty serious leads brilliant and they, and they loved it and they loved it, and it was a creative industry and, and you know, th- what we were after was going into go and pitch this agency that that, that that we had yeah um and, and they were like, I don't really know what you guys do still, but come in and see us when you're next in London, when you're next in, in the States. And it was, it was kind of a bit of an eye opener And we're like, well, this is interesting. Yeah, The videos really get our personality across, which is, which is a big part of our brand, which is how we get in and kind of sell. And then one of those clients one day was like, Hey, there's is this video email thing. Can I, um, can I use this? And I was like, yeah, sh- yeah, sure. It looks like a dog's dinner. doesn't really work that well, but you can go for it. Um, and then a few of their customers like, came through them to us and they were like, Oh, can we also use this? And we're like, hang on, hang on. This isn't really a product. Yeah. And then, you know, against all kind of, I guess, advice in the world, um, me and my CTO were having a beer and I was like, you, you know, we have to build this. And he goes, "He goes, I knew I knew, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> like, I'm already building one, one company. He's like, we really shouldn't start another one. I was like, I know we shouldn't, but we yeah. also should.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so Bonjoro was born and was there a transition period where you went, actually, this is, is this still the agency or did the agency just get shelved? And how did that work?
1: Yeah, so we run both we run both of them. Uh interestingly, again, like so, you know, we the we, Bonjour started to grow to grow faster. As you do the agency, we kinda of looked at and we said, look, well, Bonjour's got much, much much higher growth rates. It's now over kind of taking it maybe like a year ago. Mm. I mean, Bonjour's only kind of two and a half years old, so it overtook it pretty quickly. Yeah. It grew pretty pretty rapidly. And you see that and you go, Well, you, you have to kind of follow the kind of the business is going faster. But then the agency which we had to go eye off then had like it's best every year and doubled (laughs) and we're like what the hell and so we're in this weird place where we have these two businesses and we're like right i guess we need to run both and there's challenges there because they both have different funnels they're they're both very different culturally they have different business models so really we need to get to a stage where we can split them out and so like like the one we're moving to london like full-time and we're looking for someone to kind of like help kind of come on board to help really lead that because I think as a leader, you you really need to kind of put all your focus on one business at a time.
0: Yeah, it's hard to try and, especially when they're two very different businesses or two very different audiences. Granted, they're not a million miles away from each other. It's not like you're selling, you know, I don't know, dogs and shoes or something. But they are, they're two very different structurally. Like you said, how you manage them, who are in that business, how you market them. So yeah, I totally get that. So. So is is Bonjour your thing that you you want to focus on, or is you know is that kind of where your baby is that you want to grow it and get bigger and bigger?
1: Yeah. So again, Bonjour is exciting because so, so here's the crux: it's it's not a video business; it's yeah. basically a relationship business. Yeah. So really, what we discovered was by chance, um, but I guess we were kind of already doing it, and, and that many of you listeners, I'm, I'm sure, do every day. Is that you know, If you invest time in customers at a certain points on their journey.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that is hugely appreciated and i think in a world where we have so many online businesses and online interactions that's been diminished it yeah. used to be like we used to we used to go to the grocery and he know he know he know you already go to the butcher all that kind of stuff and then we've kind of yeah. dropped off over time in pursuit of scale and bringing a bit of that humanity back to that to, to the customer journey it mm. turns out people like that because we're social animals we enjoy interactions and i think you know almost some of our interactions is getting more lonely so Really, what Bonjour is doing is just saying, "Hey, look, you know, at certain points in the customer journey, you need to get personal. Here's some mm-hmm. tools that help you do it. You know, go and be you, and that yeah. works really well. But if you take that ethos and you run with it, then you go, well, it's much more than just like what the company is now. It's much more than yeah. just videos. And yeah. The question is, where where else on a customer journey does it make sense for you to invest time, and yeah. where does it make sense to go and use automation, which you know which is still really really useful? That's mm-hmm. that's a pretty big." Goal and the big shift in how people do business, and that's I think pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, and I think you're right. I think there's a few things you've you've talked about there that I want to touch on. Where first off, we're in a world where tech is sometimes seen as pulling us further away from each other because of the fact that you're not walking into your local shop who knows your name and and you're buying something and he goes, oh, I got this thing because I know you like this and that sort of thing. However, in some ways, the fact that you're in Sydney and I'm in Shropshire and we're having a conversation face-to-face, it's crazy. It's, you know, it's a world that you look at and think, oh my actual goodness, that is phenomenal, isn't it? So that I love. And, And like you said, I think the more the online stuff happens, the more opportunities there are, but also the more people want it. They want that personal touch. They want that kind of way in which you can break through that online stuff and actually see a human at the end of it and to actually see the person who you're interacting with do you see that um I I want to talk about obviously the importance of building those relationships online but do you see especially in the agency sector still lots of agencies who are so faceless like even to the point and I was looking at an agency not that long ago even to the point where they don't have pictures of who they are or a list of staff and it's like why would anybody, in my mind, why would anybody want to deal with you if I literally have no idea who you are?
1: That's right. That's right. So, so the other day we're talking about, about you know, building kind of more lead magnets and stuff for us. And I was like, why don't we just do a plug and play about us page? Because, because some people don't have a good about us page. And I'm like, it's very simple. You just put some images up. You put, you put some video of your teams. People actually look at that and go, oh, that's Brian, that, that's Jim. Yeah. Like rehumanize it. I'm like, it's almost like the, 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 the piece of the website that gets left to the end. I'm like, it's probably the first thing you should do because your people are going to be the majority of your brand, especially, especially when you're starting up mm. uh, like a brand, isn't a logo. You know, brand is an ethos, it's values, you know, there is imagery and stuff that comes on, but that's, you know, like as a designer, like that's actually only about 10% of the brand. Yeah. yeah the
0: yeah. brand
1: is everything below the surface. Now you need to get that up and that's how you can differentiate yourself. You know, cause anyone can have a nice logo now. A like, dribble exists, you know, like yeah. upwork exists.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you're right. Yeah. And the other thing is with this online world we're in now, to make yourself look a certain way is so easy. So again, and I'm sure you've seen it, but I've seen agency websites where there's literally only one person and it's like, we, 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 but there's no substance behind it. You know, and it's like, I think because it's so easy for people to put this front on, having the honesty and the reality and the actual physical, look, no, this is me. Is is just brilliant. I think that's such a great way of doing it. So, just in case people don't really know what we're talking about, let's just quickly re- tell people what Bonjour is and what it physically does. So, can you explain what the app is?
1: Okay, yeah, sure. So, so essentially, um, it's a piece that generally, generally, generally we plug onto um, lead software tools, um, CRMs, customer sources, so things like Mailchimp, Patreon, Active Campaign, ConvertKit, you name it. Um, It's basically a layer that sits on top of that. And what happens is when customers perform a certain action, so the very simplest, this could be, you get a new lead that comes into your form or or a new customer turns into a paying customer. Uh, We actually fire that customer with a bunch of information into this platform called Bonjour. and we send you a notification. We say, look, Jenny just signed up from San Diego. She works at, you know, dog socks R us. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, why don't you send her a video right now and just say welcome on board by the way she also hasn't done this step step in your funnel she hasn't filled out this 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 form so why don't you ask her to go and fill out the form as well and then what happens is that notification you open it on desktop or on your phone you record a message for jenny at dog socks of us you talk about a bit about san diego and then you send that message off and you get back to work it takes about you know 30 seconds to a minute It all delivery for you. We package it up. It's all branded. It has what we call call to actions. And it has a link for her to go and do that one thing you want her to do. Then goes off. It gets delivered to her inbox. uh, She gets a little moving image in there. She clicks it, opens it, sees this video of you. She can respond and talk to you and start a conversation there. So that's it in a nutshell. It's a little bit more complex behind the scenes. I could
0: imagine. But yeah. But essentially, that's that's it. Yeah. And And it works. (laughs) And that's the thing, right? That is the best thing of all. It's almost so simple from our point of view anyway, which is what you want from a user experience point of view. You don't want us to be sat here thinking, God, this is long and enduring and difficult. So I was using it with Infusionsoft and I was using it every time someone bought something, which is interesting because there are different ways, aren't there? So obviously you gave an example of a funnel when a lead came on and I used it on a sales. Um, Yeah. And it can be used for both, which is brilliant. But I used it when someone bought and I just sent them a really quick video. And like you said, it was easy, pinged on my phone. And actually it was quite exciting because every time that went off, it's like, hey, someone's just bought something. And yeah. then you're like, genuinely, I'm very excitable anyway. But, you know, record yourself at this really short, really easy, really quick video. But like you said, you know something about them. And then you can say... Oh, this is great! This is going to be really good. Make sure you go check out this thing, or make sure you do this thing, or you know, please come back and tell me if you need anything. And the responses, and I remember when my very good friend Biz Paul from Marketed Live and you guys, yeah, and you guys sponsor Marketed Live. And I remember the first time he introduced me to Bonjouro, and he sent me one, and I was like, "This is phenomenal!" And he said to me that his open rate and his click rates were massive compared to a standard email. And it's like, why wouldn't it be? Because of the fact that I've sent you a video, I've said your name, and it couldn't be more authentic if it tried, could it? So for me, I think, like I said, there's a couple of ways of using it. And I'm interested to get any more takes you've got on it. But one, as a funnel, part of the funnel to bring them on and to a customer. And then also once they are a customer, because this is where this really resonated at marketed live this year, I was keynoting and your team were obviously there and they heard me do my keynote. And I talked about getting fans and and how this is so crucial because everyone's always really keen to get people on their email list. They're really keen to turn them into a sale. And then it's like most businesses just go, yeah. And done, let's find some more people to put into our funnel. And it's like, no, 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 love those people. And for me, this was a perfect tool in terms of becoming that, you know, creating that kind of bond in terms of turning them into a fan. But let's go back to the kind of prospecting point of view. What examples have you seen in the business of people using the tool in order to to turn them into a customer?
1: Yeah, so I mean, there's there's kind of three areas where we generally get used. And then there's, Edge cases here and there, you know, there's no kind of stricture. Um, but yes, the first one is, is we with leads. So I wouldn't say prospecting, I think that's probably the wrong word. Um, what it is, it's a second touch point. So yeah. I would not suggest using this kind of thing as a cold outreach. Now, what we found is if you do this kind of thing, it is actually better at cold outreach. However, cold outreach is a numbers game, like hands down, however yes. you do it. So yes. so if you had to send 100 to get a lead and these take you 30 seconds to a minute each, yeah. um, maybe not quite worth the time. When you've got someone coming in and their second step, you're gonna get a much better of the conversion rate anyway. Yeah. Now, if we get you two to three times the conversion rate you normally get, it's super impactful. You know, whereas maybe if we get you three leads instead of one out of a hundred, again, mm-hmm. just ROI here. Yeah? like you do have to invest some time. So with leads, the point here is what you're doing with these messages, you're not just sending them off for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about super fans, I think, maybe after, because that's probably a little bit more complex. Yeah. But what you're looking to do is to get a customer to engage with you in order to take a next step in your funnel. And you're looking to be more successful at that than the systems you're using already. Mm -hmm. So with leads, obviously a lead comes in, you know, different numbers, different businesses, maybe 40% are engaged, maybe sixty percent aren't, because a lot of people kind of window shop and stuff. How do you get some of that sixty percent to to come over and go, actually I'm gonna take a second look at this? Mm. And the 40% that are engaged, how do you make sure that that when they come in, they go, I'm gonna take a really good look at this. Yeah. So when you send these, you have a specific ask in the message. So, so you know, it's a great example. Is actually us. So, so we use our own product. You know, like we yeah. always did. Yeah. You know, so, so, so we have leads that come in. We're a software company. You get a lot of leads in. A lot of people shopping around. Now we want those people who come in to, you know, if they if they get stuck, like talk to us. You know, our mm-hmm. product's not perfect. It's like some people get confused. Of course, they do yeah. And we're like, look, we're here. We'll help you. We're in the UK and around the world just have a chat to us we're pretty fun we'll help you out so we'll send messages out and leads we're pretty much saying that but we're looking at what they've done in the product and we're saying oh well they haven't they've done this and this but they haven't done this so we're going to ask them to go and do c whereas a different customer may not have done b and we'll ask them to do that we'll direct them to the most important step that we know is going to drive them to become an eventual customer Mm-hmm. we all, we also i mean there's also like so the super fans thing does start here like you are surprising them and they're going well oh, these people seem like they actually care yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that, that's the start of the conversation yeah so you get first impressions you get one chance this yeah. is your first impression it's a pretty good first impression to start with
0: yeah it is and also it's interesting because like you said and like we've talked about and i know i've talked about it a million times on the podcast is there are a million of me there are a million everybody you know what i mean as in doing what I do so you know type in marketing podcast onto Apple iTunes whatever you're going to find a lot of them and the only thing that makes me or my product and service and my offering different is me is me as myself and how I am and and how I come across and that sort of thing and strange enough I did is it Enneagram no it's not Enneagram I think it is Enneagram, like this this test that you do that basically is a personal development thing. And it tells you the type of person you are. I will link to it in the show notes because I can't remember what it's called. I think it's Enneagram. Anyway, it told me the person that I am is someone that likes seeing people and communicates well with people. And then it goes on to say a bit more. And it said, and if you were going to sell, you sell in person or you sell from stage Mm. or you sell on, you know, basically as much as in person as possible. So for me... Because I know, or doing that, it kind of confirmed my suspicion that I do like seeing people. I love doing the video thing. I love doing the podcast. Obviously, I like talking. But the fact is, it could show the real me. And And I'm a very honest person. So the p- person you get on the podcast, on stage, if you meet me, is exactly the same. So for me, it was just a perfect way to go, hey, look, you know, I am sat in my office or I'm over here. Or I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And, and I wanted to say thank you. And I wanted to take that time. So that's why this whole kind of personal connection stuff, I think, is really, really key. And I think especially if you're trying to build you as a brand, which is odd because obviously you guys aren't building a brand a person brand. You're building yeah. a company brand, but it still works lovely because, you get someone and I know their face and their name now. And it's like, cause they sent me bonjouros and I can see them and it's so different, isn't it? It's just perfect, perfect for that kind of process.
1: Well, I mean, like Brad, so like I'm a big fan of brand. I kind of run a brand at the company. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, so if you start to build a company brand, I actually don't like the idea of tying a company brand to one person. Mm-hmm. Um, and now some companies do this. And so it can be very effective. Um, when you start to grow a team and being a bigger, at the end of the day, if I get hit by a bus, <laughs> like i want the company to keep going
0: yeah of
1: course <clears throat> And i want that culture to keep going yeah. and you know if, if i come out or if i'm busy whatever else you know the cut the, the brand as a company is much more powerful than i could ever be i yeah. see. however what that means is that we have a culture we have a very strong culture and we focus on it and we hire for it and therefore if you meet anyone from Bonduro, i can guarantee you'll get a fairly similar experience mm. you'll get very honest very open people we will pretty much tell you anything yeah we'll tell like you ask any question We'll give you the answer. We'll always joke around the bits, you know, have some fun. Yeah. We'll stop customers. We'll take time. Um, yeah. We miss our faults um, and we'll all wear bearsuits. suits. Mm. <laughs> that's yeah. It's amazing. So, <laughs> it's kind of silly. It's kind of silly, but like, like it, it can't like that. That's who we are. So, so I think when you build, when you build a, a brand, like, like, you know, a lot of companies decide on culture later on, like, Oh, this is our culture. Yeah. Now, as a founder and as a person driving it, you will have a massive influence. If you have a couple of founders, you'll have, your early team will have a huge influence.
0: Mm.
1: You know, my advice for anyone starting a company is, you know, don't do it the first day, but as you start to get going, maybe like really start to think about your values and what it is you want to stand for mm. before you really start to grow your team because it will affect who you hire. And if you understand your values better, you should be able to vet people for those values and you should be able to make better hires.
0: That's such a good point as well, because I totally agree. Businesses that are built, bigger businesses, Other, obviously I am my business, but if you're building a business where it doesn't have to be one single person, obviously you don't want it to focus around that one. You do want to share it out. However, without understanding that key, like that core personality of the business, you can't bring on those right people and therefore you wouldn't be able to allow your team to go and put their face to your business because even though they're not the face you know if someone's sending a bonjour and they're not your personality and they're not the type of person or they're not coming across right that's obviously really detrimental so I think there's a lot of people out there that would listen that would think oh well I'd have to do that I couldn't let my team do that because you know then there won't be the right person to do it and maybe that says more about who they're hiring than, than the fact that they might have to do
1: it it's it like it, it's funny so like so when we tend to talk to, to bigger businesses this comes up more i think small businesses look, look we, we do attract a certain type of customer yeah? at the end of the day yeah. if you're going to use us you're probably already a good actor or what we call good actors anyway yeah um like it's a very honest it's very transparent thing you have to do here yeah big businesses are like oh but you know we have to train up the team and everything else i'm kind of like 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 just just trust them like yeah. uh, people aren't going to go wreck your re- re- reputation sending videos to clients. And if they are, probably the wrong people you've hired there. Exactly. Yeah. They're not the right people or, for your business. Or you have a cultural issue in which case you know we're not the right solution for you anyway. So hide yeah. behind your kind of walls, new emails. Um, yeah. I can see that way if you want to. Yeah. I, think, I think there's a general shift in how businesses are, like, are to customers. I think there's a lot more transparency now. Mm. I only think that will increase quite a lot of customer backlash against more is it a, opaque kind of companies where they hide, yeah. hide it away like it's against facebook and everything else some companies like as you get bigger like you know, the caveat is as you get bigger it mm. is much harder mm. and so it's so difficulties there mm. um but if you start from the seed being transparent pulling down those walls trusting your team you may get burnt a few times but hey if you get burnt, you're small like it's not the end of the world
0: no and that's the time to do it isn't it and and yeah. also with something like this and anything where you're trying to create that personal relationship with a customer, like I said, some businesses are going to be easy because if you're uh, an agency that deals with big clients, you only need, I don't know, a handful. But if you are like, I want to get to the point where my membership is, you know, well, the membership guys, Mike and Kelly, I don't know if you know those guys, they have three and a half thousand people in their membership. And I still want to be doing the personal stuff when it's that big. So for me, you've either got to work out where your priorities lie and whether that's something you're going to invest your time in, or you've got to trust other people to do it or find another way. And like you said, if, if you can't trust the team that you're working with, then they're not, maybe be the right team for you because you should be able to happily go can you speak to this customer and do this thing so and I and like I said every I've had a few bonjouros now from different team members of yours for different reasons mm-hmm. and they've all been their own personality they're not like cardboard cutouts but it's still lovely and it's still you can just feel that ethos coming through so so let's talk quickly then about super fans and turning them into those fans because like i said i saw this i have have i used it for as part of the lead process i haven't yet but it's on one of my processes to use i've used it mainly as a supporting after they've bought and loving them so how what's your thoughts around the super fan thing and trying to really make them love you once they've bought where people normally go thanks and then move on to the next person
1: yeah, so there's almost kind of two steps. I, I, I think the first step is is what what we in the kind of tech land will call retention. Mm-hmm. So what this is, or kind of early activation, is that there's a lot of... So when you first get get customers on board, my, my attitude is that you should invest in them more for, at that point. So more than you do that actually with the leads. So I think the first three months of, of a new customer is absolutely key. The first project you deliver is absolutely key. And to the extent, the second one. So, you know... It, Let's say you're an agency. You bring on a new client, you deliver excellence on the first go. You have to then repeat that on the second go. Mm-hmm. Only at that point, I, I, I would count them as like, as like a true customer and they can't start going. So that takes more investment than it does to do a pitch. With us, we have leads coming in. You know, we help them, but we have a lot of numbers. Once yeah. they come on board as a customer, we then make sure that they're getting value out of the product. So yeah, we'll, we'll do one-on-one training with them. We'll, we'll check in after a few weeks. Yeah. We'll make sure if they're not getting there, we'll help them to get there. Or if it's not right for them, we're like, okay, look, look, honestly, it doesn't seem to be working for your process. Why don't you go and try, try this, this other thing instead? So I think super fan starts there, but it's, it's, we can approach it for more like a mindset of like activation, make sure that like customer is activated. Mm. Now, if you do that, you ultimately start to build up this kind of trust with them anyway.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now to get to true super fan status, super fan status is, is your kind of Britney Spears kind of fans, but for yeah. business. So, yeah. We, like i've got a really example for us we have a guy uh called tim who runs um a ymca camp in the states and tim is the perfect super fan uh, he's amazing user of the platform he's super like like, like, like like i would hire the guy tomorrow yeah, like he's, yeah. he's one of us yeah um but he's also super active he talks all the time on our community he helps our new members out mm. you know he gets benefits. as for us as a business it, it is so powerful and we can't sort of stop him yet. Like you know, he, he just he loves it. We send him bear suits. Like, but we've oh, we've since he wasn't there in the first few months. But since then, we've kept engaging with him, and he's reached out. We we push back and reach back, and so we have a process of how we engage with after three months, and he comes into you know we have a personal team called Amy, who's our chief light officer,
0: yeah,
1: who has a big personality. And So we've chosen someone who's got a huge personality to kind of run that process. Yeah, so she. You know, because so, as much as I would love to, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm jumping around a lot of different roles. Her, her, her sole job is to make sure that people kind of get to the stage. So, post activation, you then almost pick up the ones that, that you see who are engaging more and more. And to be absolutely honest, yeah, we, with us, if they engage with Bonjouris, we know they are kind of like the gain there. Like we use yeah. it almost as a as a kind of um, a filter. Yeah, we then will double down on those, on those individuals. We'll try bring other individuals in, but some people that are naturally st- out if they stand out there's your hanging fruit go for those people yeah. do things unexpected for them so we do a lot of stuff around the light. we'll send them handwritten postcards we'll send them bear suits i love that. that's obviously on brand to us so pick things that are on brand to you and very like look at your competitors and go what wouldn't they do
0: yeah yeah
1: like what what would they not do yeah we're thinking now we have this amazing illustrator and um that we use for all our designs and we're like maybe we should get her to do illustrations of our customers for them Oh my god, that'd be uh, ace! And she's 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 awesome. Yeah, I'm like nothing to do with us. Yeah, just yeah. just want to illustrate their brands, or maybe or maybe you know have their like brands with like a bear hugging you, or, or something or something fun, yeah, that they can then go and use. Yeah, and it's not you know it's it's not so much about us; it's more about them. But I know if we do it, you know, um, that they're going to talk about it, they're going to love it, and they're going to go, "This is this is silly. This is this is crazy." Yeah, and and the result of this is if you do this kind of things, you have customers who are like, yeah, you know, we've had customers who are like look, you're still not quite where I want the product to be, but I'm going to keep paying you because you guys have to succeed. And when when customers tell you that, you know, or listeners tell you that, that's how you know you've kind of hit it. People back you because they believe in you. They want you to get there. Mm -hmm. You know, you are helping them, but they'll go and tell a fan is worth 100 new customers.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. And not only from a promotion of you which is amazing and your product your service of whatever it might be but also from I have to say actually from a being that person on the receiving end I remember when I I opened one of I think it was either my online course or my academy and one of the people who bought into it who had been following me and engaging with me for some time and obviously I always engage back She actually put in there saying, how lucky are we to get Teresa at this price right now, because she is going to be like way out there soon. And I was just like, oh, my God, that is amazing that that you would say that. And the other thing that I love that you just said, and I think so many people don't think about this is those added extras, is those little things that don't have to cost the earth. And that's why Bonjour is so great because it doesn't have to cost the earth. It doesn't take too much time and it can be so personal, so good. But like right behind me, you can see a cup there and it's from uh, the guys at Response Suite and it's a system for surveys. So obviously it has nothing to do with, Cartoons, but when they get you go on their podcast, they draw they do a cartoon of everybody and they gave me a cut with my face on it, and it's like, Yeah, that's amazing, you know. So, like, I know it seems like a silly or frivolous thing, or I don't know what, but the point is, we're just trying to find ways to stand out, we're trying to find ways to go, not only look, here we are, but also, I honestly really care, and I honestly, you know, want to make that extra effort and go to that extra mile because I am so. Um, invested in the people who are willing to invest in me. Um, so there's one thing I'm using the I'm using Bonjour for that's coming up soon. So in my academy we're doing a quarter four challenge. So I've invited all the members to basically set some goals and targets and we're going to try and like smash their quarter four and make sure they do have a great end of the year and i've already decided and by the time this comes out i'd have done it so that's fine i've already decided yeah. that the people who have opted into the to the to the challenge are going to get a free call with me which obviously isn't normally part of the membership but i'm really i really want them to do well in this last quarter because obviously that yeah. in turn says stuff about me and my academy and so i'm going to basically give them a free call one to one with me which isn't normal something a bit different, but also I'm going to do the bonjouros where I send them a bonjour saying, how are you getting on? Do you want to book a free call with me? And again, they're part of my community. They pay me money every month, but yeah. isn't it crazy that people, they don't put the effort in for those. They put the effort in for the people who haven't even paid them a single thing yet. Whereas my idea is the retention. Cause again, especially a subscription based service like you, like me, two very different, but all the same, they're paying monthly It is about how can you retain them when sometimes they're looking at it. And I don't know about you, but I do it fairly often where I look at all my subscriptions and go, do I really need that? Am I really making Mm. the most out of that? Should I really be spending money there? So I think to do those kind of extra things, those people who do love you or who have taken a risk or have actually handed over some money, I think is so much more important than than necessarily putting all that effort in just trying to get those
1: people. Uh, and you can sense check this, yeah. So, so I, I do because I, I talk about it. Mm. <clears throat> and I'm like, do I do I really is this, do I really believe this? yet? Yeah? Do, do I live by this? Um, I actually wrote a bit of a post like 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 a while ago. It was something like you know you're 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 not good enough, and it was like I vetted all that <laughs> all of our suppliers. Yeah. So it's pretty brutal. I mean, like, all, like we have a lot of subscriptions. We probably have like a hundred different like tools and else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have accountants and we have, you know, like like some some services as well. Yeah. I went through all of them and I was like, how many of these would I care if we didn't work with them anymore? And there was like three. So yeah, like I have like a hundred and it it kind of hit me and I was like, wow. I was like, so most of these, okay, like some of them have great products. I'm like, look, the products are good. But, but the reality is somebody could convince me to move away. Yeah. And there's a very few things where people could not convince me to move away mm-hmm. because, you know, even if it had a slightly better product and this is a whole, you know, like to move away, things have to be like 10 times better. I was mean, feeling that like, honestly, it would have to be 20 times better for me to move away mm-hmm. because that team's a best to me. They backed up me. If I need to talk to them, they will be there. They will help us. Mm-hmm. Very, very few, especially like software companies do this. Mm-hmm. When I say a lot of software companies, like, like just like we are bad at this. So, I look at that and I'm like, there is so like, if you're one of the people that wants to do this, like, you, don't, don't start thinking everyone's going to do this because they yeah. just aren't yet. It's, it's like, okay, is everyone good at Twitter? No, there's a very few people. Very few few people who are great at Twitter. Um, you know, if things, there's a very few people who are great at Instagram. Most people aren't. If I look at this and I go, are they? Are there? How many people are going to be great at making superfans? One percent. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and it's it takes conscious thought it won't just happen by magic and so look at this and i'm like it's so interesting and yet like you look at any stats about retention versus new leads and it's think mean, something like between like seven and, and 20 times cheaper to get an extra pound or an extra dollar from an existing customer than it is from a new customer and so you look at that and again we all love new things so we love new customers mm-hmm. but yeah. You know, the most successful companies in the world, that most of their revenue growth comes from existing customers paying more money. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: And that's, and that, and and that's
1: the business argument. Yeah. Like, like there it is.
0: And that's the thing. And like you said, so many people won't invest that. And, and when I think about how I found out about you guys is through BizPool is because he told me and then sent me a bonjour. and, and I do the same. It was so funny, you know, I was just, I uh, just mentioned that I've been in California, I've just come back and I'm sat at a table, uh, James Wedmore, is at one of his events and in his Next Level group. And there's all these really, pretty amazing business people in that room and I'm sat around at this table. And it's funny because you get into your own world and you think, you forget there's a bigger world out there. And of course I know Bonjoro yeah. from the UK and from Marketed Live. And because my friend loves Bonjoro, and I'm sat there and they're talking about different things. And we had to do a little mastermind session. And we were talking about how to make things personal. And someone was saying that she wanted to turn some existing customers into a mastermind customer. So she wanted to sell them a higher product. And I was like, I'd reach out personally to those people and do it personally. And someone said, Oh, yeah, there's that app. Um, what is it? And then they thought, and they're like, Oh, Bonjuro. And I was like, No <laughs> way, man. That is brilliant. They know Bonjuro. Like, as if obviously it only exists in nottingham in the uk <laughs> like, yeah. which obviously it doesn't but you know but that's the kind of thing that's the kind of stuff that i just love about people will talk about your products and services people will go this is amazing use this have you tried this and also the great thing about your products services when i'm sending bonjouros people are instantly like what is this and the fact that they can see what it is and they can then you know discover that for themselves so for me I think putting that time and effort into those people, sending them little different, unique things. At the moment, my office is a mess with samples of products that I am getting for the academy and to send to members again, not prospects. You know, it's like I'm going to invest that money yeah. back to them. So I love the idea of sending a bear suit. Like swag is just amazing, especially the really good and unique and different stuff. Because again, what do you do? The cup arrives. I'm on Instagram. Look at this. This is amazing. You
1: know? Unique unique's the key. Yeah. I like, think like, I think with swag, if you're gonna do swag, don't go traditional. No. I think it's gotta be unique. It's gotta come from the heart. I mean, I mean this is, it's it's like it's like buying gifts for family or, or yeah. buying gifts for love, one. you know. You can go on the, you know, gifts for her and buy one yeah. and you know, like like if you ask me, it's been a bit of a lazy effort, or we can think, you know, for ten minutes about what that person really, really enjoys, yeah. what they really love it's not a lot of time and you could do something where they open it and they go like, wow, this is awesome. That's, and that's not expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, like actually write, like writing a letter and posting it mm-hmm. would have more impact than spending a hundred dollars buying, you know, a case of wine, because yeah. anyone could buy a case of wine. So it's about the personal, it's a, like, what is the most valuable thing in the world? It's time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like, like, like I truly believe that, you know, especially in today yeah. where, where, you know, where like, we can get good jobs, we, we can do the LCA. Yeah, time is time is one thing and then we get back. So if you invest time in customers and they can see that. So if you write them a letter and they go, This is this, this must take te- like at least 10 minutes to write your note and they've mm-hmm. done it with a real pen, like on paper, yeah, yeah, just yeah. on the hand, that versus going online and buying a, a bunch of muffins and sending it to someone mm. is going to be much more appreciated for most customers.
0: I think um, so. Yeah. And and like you said, it's just it's the difference between just buying something for the sake of buying it and actually going, they're going to like this. They're going to really appreciate this, or this is going to really hit home with them and doing something. So one of the things I'm doing is um, I am looking at some fairly traditional stuff, but I'm looking at some really beautiful notebooks and things. Because again, the people I'm talking to, I know they'd like that. And instead of like shoving my brand on the notebook as a marketing ploy I'm actually looking at like is there a nice inspirational quote or is there something like so that they want to take that notebook out with them and they want to actually use it not because it's got some massive branding because again I've got millions of them you know I've been to lots of places lots of events I speak at lots of events and you get lots of swag and sometimes just like yeah you know and it's not that you're being ungrateful most of the time yeah (laughs) unfortunately most of the time you know it's not that you've been ungrateful but it's like uh, do you know what it, it, I've got a million of them and I had um do you know It, the online course yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so they yeah. sent me a hoodie right now Biz Paul actually messaged me he's getting all these mentions today he actually messaged me a voice message on Instagram that's how we speak to each other. And he's like, I never thought I'd see the day that you wore a hoodie because that is not my style. (laughs) But I have to say, it was like a revelation and it's the nicest hoodie that I've ever had. And it was like, do you know what? This wasn't cheap. But the fact is, I couldn't stop going on about it because I was like, A, I've never worn a hoodie before. And B, I love this and it's so nice and it's this. But again, it's just that extra kind of either go to that bit more of an effort and spend a bit more money or think right outside the box and just do something completely personal. And again, I sat on my desk next to me, actually, I have um, cards that I handwrite every time someone joins the Academy to thank them for joining the Academy. So they get the bonjour, they get the card, and the card will arrive weeks later, probably. Um, So the bonjour is straight away, weeks later, they get a card. Then, you know, it's all these kind of touch points that you keep hitting them with to say, I really appreciate you. And I really appreciate the fact that you've spent money with me and you're a customer and, you know, and that you put your faith in me. So I, I just think it's brilliant.
1: I mean, I mean, so, so take Biscopool. I'll give him one more shout out. Yeah. Uh, cause why not? <laughs> so, so, so I was back in the UK this, this summer and I was like, I'm going to go see Biz Paul, so, so I left at like brilliant. five, like, cause, cause he starts quite early. So I left at 5am, drove through the like, traffic for two hours, turned up, what like I was about in the weather, so I was like, excuse me I'm a bit flat, but we just kind of sat down, had, had a coffee, had a chat for like an hour, nice. and then I shut off, yeah. And so I think there's another thing which is like, turn on someone's doorstep. Yeah. So yeah. I have no doubt when I'm back, I'm going to catch up with you for a coffee or drink. For sure. Um, you have no excuse because we're literally minutes from where you are. <laughs> so, so, it's, so it's a bit closer, so it's much easier. But again, we did the same in the States, so we, we've thought like, Right. Like at what point can we hire a Winnebago and drive around the States and go and see, yeah. like some of our most fun customers, absolutely nothing to do with size or with revenue. Just right. let's just plot, plot a trip and let's going to have, yeah, like, we'll pretend it's like, like, honestly, it'll just be a fun trip. Yeah, um, But I can tell you that actually, you know, if I had to like buy it from business, from like, a, from like the business ROI perspective, mm-hmm. I can tell you that we'll make money off it. Yeah. Cause if it took us a month even, if we then ended up, you know, with, 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 with 10 X dimensions of all those customers, yeah. did a bit of content around it, and we had a great time while, while we were doing it. A lot of people talk about stuff, everyone's like, oh, imagine if you could do this, imagine if you could do that. It's like, well, just, just, just go do and do it. it. Yeah. Get on the and, plane, do the things.
0: And you know what's really funny? Today, an episode has come out of someone else's podcast that I was interviewed on, and one of the first questions they asked me was, how did I get Pat Flynn and Amy Porterfield as back-to-back guests as my first two guests on the podcast. And I said, I got on a plane and I flew five and a half thousand miles and took him for a coffee. Like I literally DM'd, were, I was lucky. I'd met Pat, him and I spoke on the same spa- stage and I'd met him a couple of times. So he at least knew my name and my face. But I literally just sent him a video DM, which obviously I could do through Instagram, but Bon uh. works perfectly. And I sent him this video DM and I was like, hey Pat, you said... That the way to build relationships is take someone for a coffee. Well, that's fine, but I live five and a half thousand miles away. Pat, I'm flying out to take you for a coffee. Will you meet me? And bless him, how could he say no? And he didn't. And I did the same to Amy Porterfield. (laughs) And she said yes too. And both of them during that coffee, I thought to myself, if it goes well, which I suspected it would, because I'd met them vaguely. And I thought, I, you know, I think we're going to get on. And I thought, if it goes well, when I get back to the UK, I'll ask them to come on the podcast because I didn't want them to think I'd got this agenda of literally making them say yes in front of me. So anyway, I thought I wasn't even going to ask. And they said, how's the podcast going? And I was doing solo episodes. And they said, are you going to interview? And I said, I am, but I don't want to yet. Or I don't, I'm a bit nervous about asking people, what if they say no? And both of them, and I met them separately and almost verbatim, they said, well, if I'm on your list, I'll come. And it's like, oh my actual God, I didn't even ask them. But that was because I flipping flew five and a half thousand miles. To California, at a time that wasn't a conference because often people want to meet them when there's a conference because, yeah, busy, yeah. because everyone's there. And I said, meeting you two and having this relationship with you two is more, you know, is that important that I'll do that. So again, you know, it's, it's about that taking that extra step and moving that extra mile and, and it doesn't always have to come down to flying across the world, but just doing something that is like, do you know what? That's awesome. I was talking to, oh,
1: sorry, go on. So I was going to say, like, like, like it turns like, like return investment for that. Yeah. Definitely think about it in two ways. Yeah. The one is like, will it help my business? The other side, the other side is like personal, yeah. personal return. So like, I mean, you're, you're, you're very like me. Yeah. So we kind of like piece of piece of the pot, but like, I, I love this stuff. Like yeah. I enjoy it. and you know, when people like me, it makes me feel good. I'm like, yeah. we're doing something here, here that matters. Yeah. Like that's, but that's like don't build a business for the sake of making money like yeah that's my like my advice yeah like the money comes afterwards do it because you enjoy it because you love it this is the stuff that is really fun and when you know it's like game okay, we maybe go or fly and see pat flint it's like yeah. those are exciting trips they're great stories you build these relationships that you know, will last for years it is so satisfying yeah that in itself and so everything else will make you enjoy your business and therefore your business will do better because you're enjoying it every day
0: absolutely like and, like you said, if I love what I do, and you obviously love what you do, but for me, like there was no money going to be earned. There was no customer. I wasn't going to pitch. I wasn't going to get anything from them other than if I can start to build a relationship for you, and then maybe I'll ask you to come on the podcast and maybe you'll say yes. But that for me was enough. And then they both came yeah. on back to back. And then, of course, as a brand new podcast or brand new to having guests, the minute you say, I've had Pat and Amy on, well I've had about two people sort of bump me or not say yes or not quite getting around to saying yes literally everybody I've ever asked has gone yeah absolutely Teresa and I've had I had Michael Hyatt on last week I've had amazing guests on and it's because I spent all that time and effort at that point and it paid dividends but yeah. It didn't yeah. make me money, but that's that wasn't the purpose of it. So. Well, I did.
1: It did imagine. Well, yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. It all come to it, won't it? Because I'm seen much more credible because I'm mixing with the likes of Pat and Amy and Michael Hyatt and all that sort of thing. So, like you said, it all all goes into that mix to be good and positive. And
1: a uh, I, I different the of right reasons. I think it's like it's so a numbers game. Like so, so we have Pat. Like, first of all, as a customer. Yeah. I love the story because I had no idea who Pat was. You know, we're here in Australia. In the UK, it's probably less known as well. And this guy called Pat signs up. And I think I sent him a message. And I was like, welcome, board, bonjour, blah, blah, blah. Like, as we do to all customers. And then he paid, came a customer. And then one day we had like this, all these sites just like coming in. People were like, oh yeah, Pat's talking about your stage. And I was like, who, who the hell is this Pat dude? Yeah. People were like, were like, are you serious? And they're like, it's, it's Pat Flynn. And I'm like, I I'm like, don't know. Yeah. So... You know, we end up getting touching touch and talking to him and we just treat him like every other customer. But again, because we do that to everyone, we strike gold sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Since then, we've gone on, we like sponsored koalas for his kids and we sent his kids bear suits for Halloween and, and we've been on this podcast and stuff. But I, I could tell you, none of that has come. but He was just like, he's like, you guys like this with everyone. And I was like, sorry, didn't know who you were. He, he kind of like, I loved it. He was like, it's refreshing.
0: No, that's um, brilliant.
1: But if you do these things again and again and again, they're part of your process and they're part of your ethos.
0: Yeah,
1: you know it might take you a hundred to get one gold, but you're not thinking I'm going to do a hundred to get one gold. No, you're thinking I'm going to do a hundred because it's the right things to do. And trust me, people will see that and they're like, "You guys are genuine." Yeah, and they'll and they'll pick you up and they'll, and 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 they're run with you. And then you know, five years later, you're like, you won't even be able to put your finger on where it all started.
0: No, because like you said, it's it, if it's just you and that's how you are, which it should be, because obviously we know that there are some customers that'll make us more money though, and there and there's some customers that are better fit or whatever and like you said having Pat Flynn on board for you and especially with and like I said I've been very lucky to see Pat talk quite a few times now and and what he talks about is like bang on the money for you as a product yeah. because he well he's just literally written a book called Superfans um, so, <laughs> super there, fan. <laughs> so there we go but like like you said the fact that it wasn't like you only did it because it was Pat Flynn. The fact was, you would do that to everybody. Just like you said, proofs are genuine, and and how this isn't a this isn't a play. And I don't anybody who's thinking yeah. about all these things is oh this is a it's a trick and a tool and a tactic. Yeah, and yeah. A, no, it's not. It's like, do you know what? I would send any of these things to anybody, and if one of my members turned around and said, do you know what, I can't afford it, or this isn't right for me, or this isn't whatever. It doesn't mean that I'm like, oh, right, yeah, you're out of here now. You know, I, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still put the same love and care It's the point that they'll go and and then help them however they can going forward. And yeah. You know, it, I think loving what you're doing, caring about what you do, is has got to be critical. You can have all the best tools in the world. You can come up with the most inventive giveaways and fancy things. But if it's not real behind it, it's, it's never going to work, you know, or you're going to get found out at some point.
1: Yeah, don't be... Like, so, Ollie, who's, who's on our UK team, you, you know, yeah. he, um, has a thing where he, he rants about against growth, <laughs> growth hacking. He's the head of marketing. Yeah. He's like, I hate growth hacking. <laughs> and I'm like, and he, I, he's like, he's like, so much of it is like, you know, BS. Excuse me. Yeah. He's my language. Yeah. He's like, he's like, and the problem is, he goes, so many people are, are trying to do growth hacking, and like 19 out of 20 experiments don't get any results. Mm. And they think there's all these shortcuts. Yeah. He's like, he's like, the problem is, is that. There isn't. Is that, you know, if, if you're a new business starting up and all you're doing is those, you have a fine time before you decide to pack, to pack the business in. Yeah? Like most businesses do fail. So like, it, it's a tough game. Like 80% plus are not going to make it. So if you're wasting your time and being told to do these things, it's actually kind of a bit disingenuous of people who are speaking about it. Yeah? Because the ones who make it like the Pat Flint, like i go tell you makes it yeah? because he does the right thing every single day. Yeah. If Pat, Pat Flynn like, sends, sends, sends and Lots of people are like, oh, I don't have time to send bonjouros. I'm like, I'm pretty sure if Pat Flynn does it, he does in his kitchen with his kids, yeah? So, exactly. Like, if he can do it, it's not like, he, like... He's doing the same things every day. He's repeating it. He's doing things because they're right to do. Mm-hmm. You know, he does his podcast every week. Like, like, he repeats the things, doesn't ever give up. Very consistent. There's no shortcuts here. No. But it's consistency over five years, and that's what works. So I think don't get... You know, on on, on like, Ollie's behalf... Don't get um, blindsided by these growth hacks and these shortcuts. Yeah. You know, yes, try stuff, but what you're trying to do is find stuff that works for you. Um, the stuff that is mundane and that you repeat every single day and consistently mm. do, like just telling customers you care every single day, that's actually the stuff that works. It does just take time, but you know, give it six months, it starts to snowball.
0: And and you're right; people do want to find, and I see this all the time. Obviously, doing marketing and social media and 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 talking a lot about funnels and sales pages and landing pages and and all that, and some great stuff, you know, but the point is, like you said, you know people do things and expect there to be some quick win, and the minute I get on stage or the minute I stand in front of someone or the minute I consult people and go, "There isn't, you've just got to do this over and over and over and over yeah. they're like literally you can see the like look in their face like <laughs> and it's like if i if there really was a way, I would be doing it like. Yeah. everybody would be doing it, but there isn't. And the people who make out like, oh yeah, I've, you know, look at where they are. They, they don't look at the journey they ran up to. They don't look at, mm. one thing I like to talk about is like, let's take someone like Jasmine Starr, who is huge on Instagram. She's got, I don't know, 270,000 followers or something. Huge, huge, huge account. But she's done something like 5,000 posts. So she has consistently posted for about yeah. eight years. And she was posting when no one was paying attention, but she just yeah. did it every day, every day, every day, every day. Yeah. And then suddenly people started to get it. And it's so funny you say about Pat sending the bonjouros and people saying, I haven't got time for that. Jasmine replies to all her DMs. And like I said, she is massive. And yeah. she, she was stood on stage at Social Media Marketing World and someone mm. got on the questions and was like, oh, but Jasmine, I've got... And I think it was like a hundred thousand. And like I said, Jasmine is, it might even be way more than what I've said, but Jasmine's was yeah. way more. And you know, I just don't know. I think I'm gonna have to get a VA to reply. And Jasmine was like, I would highly recommend that you reply. If you're the brand, then I, I would say that really it needs to be your voice. Well, I haven't got time for that. And she says, what do you do? And she said, I, I reply. And she's like, yeah, but no, how do you do it? And she's like, I I just replied. She goes, I, I outsource <laughs> things that aren't important. You know, so I'll outsource my accounts or I'll outsource something that doesn't yeah, yeah. matter, but that matters. So therefore I just do it. And I DM'd her a few weeks back and she's been on the podcast as well. She is amazing. And I DM'd her a few weeks back. She posted something and I was like, do you know what, Jasmine? I just want to say, you're awesome. You're really, really good. And I'm really inspired by you. And I love the way you are. And I love your drive. And I love this. And she came back and was like, almost immediately was like, oh my God, girl, this is amazing. You know, and she yeah. knew who I was and she, she, it was evident that it was her and evident that it was her replying. And like you said, sometimes these things are just worth the effort. You've just got to put it in, haven't you?
1: So, so we have, we have a thing we say internally, which we I'm quite proud of. Um, yeah, it's very i say, but we always say, um, automate processes, but never relationships. Yeah. And the way we see it is that, like, processes are amazing. Yeah. Like, do yeah. camp. Yeah, do yeah. do all the drip stuff, yeah. Do it all, yeah. But the whole point of it is to free up your time, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the reason I put process it into my business and we try and process everything, yeah, from our products through to like our CS and everything. We put it in so that we have more time to invest in what's important. Yeah. And for a big part of what we do, this is important, yeah, the customer stuff, the yeah. FaceTime, stuff that I cannot automate is actually the important stuff. So yeah. you know, and it's kind of like how we build our products. We go, look, well, look really the important bit is is a face-to-face yeah. Why don't we automate all the kind of branding and delivery and everything else? You don't have to think about it. Yeah. But that 30 seconds is the bit that, that, that you need to invest. And so have to invest those seconds here. Jasmine like invests that, 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 that time. Automate the rest of it. Yeah. Don't automate the human part. Like, but, yeah, yeah. like this is the last thing you should do. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know? absolutely. Do you know what? That is a perfect place to finish. Thank you so much, Matt. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Obviously in the show notes, I will hook up to everything to do with you guys. I am a huge, huge fan, which is obviously why I wanted you on, because (laughs) anything that cuts through some of that marketing rubbish is wonderful in my book. So thank you so much, Matt. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on.
1: Thanks so much as well.
0: What do you think? Did you enjoy that? I thought he was such a nice guy. I really did enjoy what we're talking about. And I like businesses that go the extra mile. I also like working with companies when I like them. That's a big thing for me, even though they might be a tech company or a SaaS company or whatever. Actually, if I can feel that the people are nice and they have a really nice culture about them, then for me, they've got my custom all day long. And also when they look after their customers and their staff, that says a lot about them as owners, as well as everything else. So Yeah, I thought it was great. Anyway, I'm going to leave this very short and sweet because as I said, tomorrow is a big day and I need to save this voice. Obviously, by the time you hear this, I would have done this talk ages ago. So uh, look out on social media and see how it went. All right, guys, have a great week and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then I would love it so very much if you were happy enough to head over to iTunes and give me a review.